welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. They can make you. They can break you. They can put scars on your soul or stars in your heart. A bad one, well, that can ruin a life forever. A good one can redeem a life forever. You will frequently rejoice over the good ones and you will forever regret all the bad ones. What am I talking about? Decisions, decisions, decisions. They can make you bad, they can make you glad, they can make you sad. We all face decisions in life. You're here today because you made a decision to be here. I mean, really, life is just one decision after another. And in our study today, we want to continue our focus on the 23rd Psalm, and this time we're going to go down to the third verse. The 23rd Psalm, verse 3, here's what it says. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. In this verse, King David shares two wonderful truths with us. He shares with us that God will love us enough to correct us when we make the wrong decisions, and he will lead us to make the right decisions. You never have to worry about going his way because his way is always the right way. You see, maybe you're watching today and you've gotten off the right road. You've jumped onto the wrong road. Well, there's hope for you. Or maybe you're at a crossroads. You don't know which road to take. Well, there's help for you. Learn two tremendous truths that will take care of both your past and your future. Number one, when we fall, God lifts us to a place of restoration. He restores my soul. Literally, that verse says, he brings me back. Now, what does that mean? Again, remember we're talking about the relationship of sheep to a shepherd. There are two dangers that sheep face and two dangers that only the shepherd can handle when it comes to the sheep. One of those dangers is that a sheep will become a cast sheep. Look at the 42nd Psalm and verse 11. Here's what it says. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? You see, that's the cry of the psalmist. Now, a Palestinian, even today, would understand the analogy that is given in that verse. He's referring here to a cast sheep, or a, a sheep that is cast down. This is Old English shepherd's term, for a sheep that is turned over on its back and cannot get up again by itself. One of the saddest sights you'll ever see is a cast sheep lying on its back, its feet straight up in the air, struggling frantically to stand up, but in fact, he's in a hopeless situation. 
This is a position sheep get themselves into, but they cannot get themselves out of it. You see, sheep are built in such a way that if they ever fall on their side and then over on their back, with their legs sticking straight up in the air, they cannot aright themselves and stand on their feet. So here's what happens. Sometimes a particularly heavy or fat sheep will lie down in some little hollow or depression in the ground. It may roll over on its side to stretch out and relax, and suddenly the center of gravity in the body shifts so that it turns on its back far enough that its feet can no longer touch the ground. Well, at this point, the sheep becomes very frightened. It begins to, to, to kick and to flail. It bleats. It cries out. It's frightened because it knows now that it's open to attacks. You know, buzzards, vultures, dogs, coyotes, cougars. They all know that a cast sheep is easy prey and just waiting to be killed. As it lies there on its back, struggling, gases begin to collect in the stomach. As those gases expand, it hardens the stomach and it cuts off their air passage. And if it's hot, well, sheep can then suffocate in a matter of hours. Well, beyond that, blood circulation to the legs is also cut off and the legs go numb. If the weather is cool or cloudy, a sheep can survive in that agonizing position for several days, struggling to get its breath. There is not one thing the sheep can do about their predicament. They need a shepherd who can restore their soul. When a shepherd restores a cast-down sheep, he doesn't do it immediately. It takes time to restore that sheep. First, a shepherd will come to the sheep lying on its back with its legs sticking up in the air. And the first thing the shepherd will do is begin to massage those legs to get the circulation back into the legs. Then he will roll the sheep over on its side to relieve the pressure of gases that have accumulated in the stomach. He begins to talk to the sheep in very reassuring tones to lower that fear factor. Then, very gently, he puts his hand under the sheep's belly and lifts it up because it cannot step, stand up on its own because its feet are so wobbly. He then will hold that sheep there until the blood begins to flow in the legs again and it begins to get some stability. And finally, after some time, the sheep is now able to walk on its own. It can go back and rejoin the fold. Now, this is a tremendous picture of what God is willing to do for all of us. If you've ever had your soul cast down, if you've ever been knocked flat on your back spiritually, if you're struggling to get up, God has promised He will come. He will restore your soul. He will restore your confidence. He will restore your peace. He will restore your strength. He will restore your joy. In the 51st Psalm, 
David wrote about how his soul had been cast down by the sin in his life. He says in the 51st Psalm in verse 12, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. You may be cast down today by guilt. Well, if that is true, and the good shepherd, well, he has a word for you. It's found in 1 John chapter 1 and in verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, it may be that your soul is cast down by grief. If that's so, then the Good Shepherd has a word for you also. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Whether you're broken by guilt or burdened with grief, God will restore you. Now, there's another danger for sheep, and that's the danger of becoming a lost sheep. You see, sometimes sheep will begin to nibble on grain and grass, and they don't look up and watch where they're going, and they just walk and eat. It doesn't take a lot of nibbles until a sheep will wander off into a field trying to satisfy his hunger. They only have one thing on their mind, and that's the next blade of grass. And before you know it, that sheep is lost. But what's even worse is he can't find his way home. You see, dogs and pigeons and, and horses, they have this homing instinct. They can find their way home. A cow will come back to the barn. A horse will return to the stable. A dog will return to his house. But sheep, well, they can't even find their way back to the flock. You see, a sheep is not strong like a lion. It's not swift like an antelope. It's not smart like a dog. Once a sheep has gone astray, it cannot find its way home. So now, well, it becomes a matter of great urgency for that sheep to be restored to the flock. Because first of all, sheep don't even have a keen sense of smell. And left to themselves, well, they're going to eat poisonous weeds or they're going to drink polluted water and eventually they'll die. And furthermore, they're, they're defenseless. You know, tigers claw, bears crush, mules kick, you know, snakes strike, but, but sheep, they're defenseless. So it becomes a matter of urgency for the shepherd to find that lost sheep. And the last thing a shepherd does before he goes to sleep at night is he counts the sheep. He calls them all by name. And if one is missing, well, he then secures the flock and he goes out to find that one lost sheep. Because it is the shepherd's job not only to restore cast sheep to their feet, but to restore lost sheep to the flock. So, 
when you're on your back spiritually or when you wander away from your flock, if you belong to the shepherd, well, the shepherd will come for you and he will lift you to a place of restoration. You know, we can restore antiques. We can restore clocks. We can restore cars. We can restore paintings. But only God can restore the soul. Man has remedies for sick bodies, but only God can restore a sick soul. There is only one remedy for guilt. There is only one remedy for grief. And that is the grace of that good shepherd. Point number two, when we falter, God leads us to the path of righteousness. It says, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The good shepherd not only feeds his flock, he leads his flock. He not only provides for his flock, he guides his flock. He not only protects the flock, he directs the flock, and he leads us to the paths of righteousness. Now, literally, what that really says is the right path. He leads us to the right path. You see, sheep have extremely poor vision. Most sheep, they say, can only see about 10 yards away. That's why they tend to wander. Remember Isaiah 53, verse 6, it says, All we like sheep have gone astray. When the sheep don't follow the shepherd, they always get off on the wrong path. Now, the Palestinian shepherd, well, he would be a master at reading the tracks. In the Palestinian desert, there were many marks and, and paths that that would crisscross the land. Some were made by wild beasts. Others were made by robbers just lying in wait. But a sheep, to a sheep, every path looks exactly the same. See, the sheep doesn't realize that this path could lead to a wild animal or this path could lead to a cliff. I'm reminded... In Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12 of a verse that says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. You see, but the good shepherd, the good shepherd always leads the sheep on a path to green grass, on a path to still waters. Again, the verse literally says, he will lead us to the right paths. A shepherd never guides his sheep to destruction. He never guides them into polluted waters or, or guide them into poisonous grass. He never guides them into the fields where, where food and water are not available. He only guides them into the places that are right for them. What a path it is. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18 says, 
The way of the righteous is like morning light that gets brighter and brighter till it's full day. Now think about that. This path that God will guide us is a path not of darkness, not a path of danger. It's not a path of disappointment. In fact, Proverbs 12 verse 28 says, In the way of righteousness is life. And in its pathway, there is no death. Even though sheep have poor eyesight, they they really don't have to see as long as they're following the shepherd, as long as they're staying in his path. You know, in one sense, every one of us has bad eyesight. I mean, not in the physical sense, but in the spiritual sense. Because even with the best eyesight in the world, there's one thing you and I can't see. We can't see the future. The occasion was a Christmas Eve address to the British Commonwealth delivered by King George VI. It was his closing address during the difficult days of Great Britain, just as World War II had begun. As he spoke that night, the entire nation was unaware that King George VI was suffering with cancer. These were the last words of his address. I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown and he replied go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God that shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way now please understand And get this next truth into your hearts. As long as the sheep can see the shepherd and stay close to the shepherd, they don't have to worry about the future. And they are completely safe. There is only one way that the sheep can see the shepherd because of their bad eyesight. They have to stay close to him. The shepherd can only lead the sheep if the sheep are looking at him and listening to him. Sheep can't follow a shepherd they don't see. They can't listen to a shepherd they don't hear. To be led in the paths of righteousness or to be lifted to the place of restoration, there are three things you must do on a daily basis. First of all, ask God to give you wisdom. James chapter 1 and verse 5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and without criticism, and it will be given to you. Ask God to give you the wisdom to make the right decisions and to correct the unwise decisions. Then ask God to guide your walk. Isaiah chapter 30 
verse 21. Your ear shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. Now that verse is referring not only to God telling you which way to go, but which way not to go. You'll hear that voice when you're about to make a wrong turn saying, this is the way, walk in it. It's better to ask God to direct your paths than it is to ask God to correct your mistakes. And finally, ask God to guard your ways. The 139th Psalm, beginning at verse 23, we read, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my concerns. And see if there is any rebellious way in me and lead me in the ancient way. Do you know why the shepherd leads us? It's for his namesake. That his name might be glorified. Do you know why we ought to make sure that we're in the paths of righteousness? For his namesake? So that we might bring glory and honor to him. The shepherd has one job. To lead the sheep. The sheep, well, they too have one job. That's to follow the shepherd. And we do it, why? For the glory of his name, knowing that his way is always the right way. Let's pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, thank you for the countless blessings you pour out upon us, your sheep. Father, continue to guide us to the paths of righteousness. Please restore the soul of everyone that is cast down right now. May we follow the shepherd and may in this following his name be glorified. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's time for our special offer each and every week. We like to offer a resource uh, to our viewers, and uh, today is no exception. I have a wonderful little book here in my hand. It's called The Five-Day Plan to Know God. We've offered this book before, and uh, maybe you've had a chance to request it, and you've read it. Well, I would encourage you to request another one, but this time... Why not pass it on to a friend or pass it on to a, a neighbor or family member so that they too can get a better understanding of this God who is our Good Shepherd. Uh, there's no obligation whatsoever on your part uh, to receive the book. There's, you don't have to pay for it. It will arrive at your home in the mail, postage paid. You will never receive an invoice for it. It's a gift from Lessons for Living Television to you. So if you would like to request this little book, then pay attention to the information we're about to provide you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living Television website 
www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living Television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you can order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Thank you so much for watching. Just before we go, I want to remind you of a, a number of the resources we have available to you, you know, so that we can remain in contact with you throughout the week in between broadcasts. Um, the easiest place is the website l4ltv.com. On the website, all of the previous programs are listed there under the previous programs tab. You can go through that. You can pick. They're all they're slotted by when they aired. And that takes you then to our YouTube channel. All the programs are there and you can watch them. You can share them. You might be able to download them too if you like. And so that's the previous programs tab. You'll see that there's the free offer tab. Uh, the free offers can be requested online and it's just a very simple form to fill out. You send that, and we get that, and we get those offers out to you. There's also a live appearances tab, which will tell you uh, where I'm appearing live. And maybe one of these times I'm in and around your neighborhood and maybe you could come out and see me and we get a chance to meet. There's also a Donate Today tab, which is the tab that, well, we use to help fund this ministry. And many of you have gone on that and have sent your, your donations, and we truly appreciate those. We are a charitable organization, so any donation that is forwarded to this ministry, you will receive a receipt for income tax purposes. And please know that every dollar you donate goes directly to the ministry. By that, I mean it pays for airtime, it pays for the studio time, it pays for the uh, books and the offers that we send out. Not a penny comes to me for salary. I pastor a church, I draw a salary from that. Every penny gets reinvested back into this ministry. Follow me on Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. Why follow me on Instagram? Well, every morning. Early in the morning, I put out a one-minute devotional video, and many of you have said, that's a great way that for you to start your day. You get your own cup of coffee, you, you look at that devotional video for one minute, and uh, it just sets you off that day thinking of things of God. And what a great way to start the day. One more quick website, missionnowcanada.com, which is our international uh, humanitarian work that we do overseas. Check out that website to find out where we will be going next time. 
we are practically completely out of time. Thank you so much for watching. We hope to be able to see you back here real soon. God bless you.